to the ring side friend. This episode is scheduled for one fall. Making his way to the ring, now residing in the Quad City. His wife says he's the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. He's slim, trim, and a little round. He is Dave in the QC. And his tag team partner. From Rochester, New York, weighing in at a very tight 185 pounds. He's the proof that ball is beautiful. He's the man with the magical voice. This is RJ. Today's episode is brought to you by Fanatics. Fanatics is the world's largest collection of official fan gear from all the leagues, teams, and players that you love. If you enjoy our show and are looking to buy a new jersey, sweatshirt, or hat, you can support us by going to podgo.co slash fanatics and get 25% off your next order that's podgo.co slash fanatics. Fanatics, officially licensed everything. Welcome back to another great episode, the historic third episode of the Ringside Rant. I'm RJ. He's Dave in the QC. We're back. We're better than ever. Little, little tickles from Eric Bischoff there, Dave. So hopefully I won't get a cease and desist from the. Uh, gimmick attorney there so how things been oh things pretty good been staying busy with work running around like crazy so got to go do some some family stuff today help my sister-in-law get moved into her new house get back oh, in time boy. for some football so oh boy well see the only game i'm i'm list, i'm uh, looking forward to is obviously my bills tonight uh at eight o'clock and i believe it's nbc taking out hopefully the ravens but at this point can they beat the Ravens? Can they beat the Ravens? Well, they, I pretty much hope they can. And I, it's supposed to be snowing as hell up here in the Northeast. Uh, 
I'm sure it's out by you too as well, but it's supposed to get like lake effect snow and Jackson hasn't played in a snow game since probably, I think you said college. And even that wasn't that much. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We, we got a little bit of snow here, but over in Iowa, their side got blasted. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we didn't get much here. We got, I don't know, not even an inch probably. And then I think it's supposed to snow again tomorrow, but that shouldn't have any effect on my Saints Bucks games that I got to watch. So they'll be in the dome down in New Orleans. I think they'll be safe. It's definitely be interesting. And it's that pool that I'm in that, uh, that football pool. I'm sitting there last week. I started off strong on Saturday, Sunday rolled along and I kind of crapped the bed. I'm like, what the hell's going on? I guess, uh, you know, it's, uh, the way the game goes sometimes. Did I shoot you over the updated points? I think so. I think I went, I started out at, uh, where was it? I'm looking at it now. You're in Shoot. 17th right now. I'm not last. That's all I care about. <laughs> 17th? Yeah, I, my buddy Josh is in dead last with 19 points. Oh, there it is. At least you have 40. I think you're all right. Yeah, I'm 40. I, ah, man, because I'm sitting there, I'm like, normally I get the total points, and I was expecting the uh, New Orleans game to be a hell of a shootout because usually it, we've had the discussion before that, with New Orleans and that division, especially with Tampa, sometimes it's like it could either be like a completely, you know, a shootout that's like 40 plus points or it could be nothing. And it pretty much was nothing last weekend. Yeah, that uh, that Chicago offense is just god awful. So I I had more points being scored in that game, but not by much. So I, I did miss scoring any extra points off the points. Mm-hmm. But. I mean, hell, they didn't even score a touchdown until the very end, that last second grab by Jimmy Graham. So, I mean, it was – they suck. Well, I, I even expected Tennessee to do a hell of a lot better. I, I, I thought they were going to win, but I thought they'd at least be a little bit more competitive than, than they were. Christ, the best running back in the league, in my opinion, in uh, – what's, what's his face there in Tennessee uh, from Alabama? Derrick Henry? Yeah. Yeah, and I just had a brain fart for a second, but I expected him to at least get more, more yardage than he did. But it's like, come on, guys. And when there's money on the line, I got to got to step it up to kind of get the ball rolling, but rolling with this week's episode a little bit. You know, appreciate everybody that has you know gotten in contact with myself and Dave to, you know, kind of let us know what they like, what they don't like. And, uh, you know, you'll start to see a little bit of changes here and there. If you guys do have any suggestions that stuff that you want to see stuff that you don't want to see, please hit us up uh, on, on Twitter. He's at Dave in the QC. I am at underscore ringside rant. Let us know the DMS are open. If not, you can tweet at us either way. Uh, just let us know what you like, what you don't like. We're here to, uh, you know, not, we're not here to break, uh, you know, break records or whatnot, Dave, but we're here to have some fun and here to talk uh, professional wrestling and, as well as some sports and pop culture, all that good stuff. So without further ado, if you don't have anything else, we'll get started with the uh, opening contest. Yeah, let's do it, bud. All right, let's send it up to the ring to Rich Palladino. Ringside Rant fans, it is now time for RJ and Dave to throw down their opinions on what's hot around the world of professional wrestling, sports, and pop culture, and is scheduled for a 10-minute time limit it's the opening contest. All right. Thanks to Rich for that. So, Dave, 
with the first topic of the opening contest, we saw the ratings take a big dip on Raw this past week. The, the ratings haven't been out for, for SmackDown or for NXT yet that I've seen. Uh, I'm sure they are, but I haven't seen them. NXT's been out. NXT and, and AEW were out. They were up from last yeah. week? They weren't up. They're out. Oh, they're out. Okay. Yeah. But as a whole, we saw the hourly breakdown for Raw go from 2.02 at 8 o'clock to 1.80 at 9, and then down to even 1.63 to 10 o'clock. My question, I don't think that ratings really make that big of a difference. You like what you like, you watch what you watch. Do you think that the ratings for whatever promotion, whether it be WWE, the main roster, NXT, AEW, Impact, whatever, do you think that the ratings are that big of a deal in professional wrestling? I don't think they're as big of a deal as some people make them out to be, but I think they're a big deal in terms of money that you're getting from networks. So, but you you have to put in to the, to the whole equation the streaming stuff as well. So, Raw and SmackDown hit Hulu the next day. I don't have to necessarily watch it on a Monday or a Friday. I can watch it on Hulu and speed through the bullshit that I don't want to see at any point in time. And that's usually what I do. Watch Monday Night Raw for three hours. We've been over this. It's it, The product's horrible. Nor, as a parent, do I have three hours of time to give on a Monday to sit there and dedicate it all right there to that one show. I... I so wish that they would go back to two hours they never will because of the money they get for doing the three-hour program but man oh man i wish they would but i don't think it's as big of a deal as everyone makes it out to be like it was in the 90s you're never going to see those ratings again like that but people are people are they have other means and other ways to watch it now so they do that uh i i think a big thing that people don't talk about is social media score too and WWE dominates that a lot. Uh, you know, obviously this past Monday with the national championship game being played, things are going to be a little bit different. But, you know, on a normal Friday or Monday, WWE's got massive uh, social media scores. So th there's other equations that are that are played into this. It's interesting to see because I'm very much so, more so on, on Mondays, I, I got to get up at four between four and four fifteen in the morning for work so i'm not staying up until 11 o'clock christ i'm not even staying up to 10 o'clock half the time because uh, i'm up so early so raw i'm watching secondhand whether it be on on youtube or watching the highlights or whatever the case may be but once you we get to like a nxt or dynamite or uh, or smackdown whatever the case may be i'm tend to watch that a little bit more because they are shorter shows and i i can't like i'm same boat as you. I can't watch the, the main roster three hours product. Uh, maybe th if things were a little bit different then maybe, but at this point, it's just, uh, it's just too much, man. I don't remember ever being impressed with WCW during their three hour run. It just, it just got to be too much. And with the, the amount of wrestling that we have now growing up, we had Monday night raw was what you got during the week back in the day. Then nitro came about. So you got two programs they are both an hour, both at the same time. Nitro expanded to two hours. Raw expanded to two hours. Then Nitro expanded to three. 
and it never helped. The three hours never helped Nitro. I think it's one of the things that helped kill Nitro. I think it was just too long. Yeah, because I'm going then, back now and watching a lot of uh, – I'm going back and watching Nitros now. I started pretty much right where when Hogan turned heel there in 96 at Bash at the Beach. I basically turned it on there at Nitro, and then I'm watching going forward until basically it's unview- <laughs> unwatchable pretty much. But that wheelhouse of basically 90s – like summer of 96 all the way up to to probably i'd say 97 late 97 90 early 98 that's when that hotbed was at least for wcw anyway in my opinion for nitro that's when it was good and then kind of switched over after that 83 weeks to 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 monday night raw but uh, i just looked up the ratings of the viewers for nxt and aew this past week Dynamite drew 762,000 up from last week's of 662, uh, 662,000, excuse me. Uh, They finished 48th overall last week, as well as NXT drew 551,000 down from last week's of 641, finished 70th overall. Uh, The show featured NXT, we'll get to it later on, is the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Uh, so combined of 1.31 million viewers watch wrestling on Wednesday night. So taking that into account Wednesday night, I think and we've chatted about this before. Dave is Wednesday is the night for wrestling where back, like we said, back in the nitro and, and, uh, raw days, Monday was a night, not so much anymore, Dave with Wednesday. You don't have to choose. You can watch NXT because it goes right on the network, goes on Hulu the next day uh, or soon after that. So you don't have to really make that, uh, that, that strict, hey, I'm just watching this. I'm just watching that. I like NXT. I, I'm not saying I dislike AEW. I'm a big fan of tag team wrestling. We'll get it, Like I said, we'll get into that a little bit more into depth later. But I'm just surprised that they're down from last week. Or they're not according to according to the viewers or according to whatever you want to call them. I'm not, and I think one of the things that hurts NXT is the fact that you don't have to watch it on Wednesday because you can see it on the network on Thursday. True, true. But I I, I don't get surprised when NXT ratings go down like that, especially when they don't have a show. You know, like last week with New Year's Evil, they have a show that features a lot of their top NXT talent. With them pushing the 2021 dusty classic now and you're, you're getting a lot of the, t- the newer talent that's out there who you know we're all going to grow to love but a lot of people don't stick for that that night and they'll watch something else uh watch some aew or whatever else might be on we're kind of in a lull now i mean it's a wednesday anyway but the nba season's getting started but their ratings are shit you know, you got college basketballs in full swing, but it's still, everything's just different. I mean, during the whole pandemic, things are still different. And I don't think a lot of the sports are really getting the ratings that they once did. Even the national championship game on Monday was one of the lowest rated national championship games of all time, you know, in the, in the modern era. So well, it's not something that's, people are just tuning out right now and they'll come back, but it, it's, it's different with the no fans thing. It's weird. It's, it still gets me watching wrestling and re- reading the reports this week that people are bitching about the piped in crowd noise why watching wrestling silent was god awful 
that's the last thing I want to go back to is silent and listen to them pretend punch and stomp and stuff. It was stupid. So it's just we got to get we got to get back to a normal. And I think things once things are back to normal, they'll definitely change if we ever get there. But down the road. Yeah. But I think I was big on NXT this week just before just because of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. As you know, and everybody listening, I'm a big fan of tag team wrestling. We saw the uh, first three matches from the uh, Dusty Rhodes Classic hit off this week. We saw Adam Cole and uh, Roderick Strong from Undisputed Era beat Breezango. Uh, we saw Everrise lose to the Grizzly Young Veterans. And we saw the debut of a team formerly known as the Rascals as MSK defeat Isaiah Swerve Scott and Jake Atlas. Dave, I absolutely love this first three matches. Uh, if you guys do go back and watch, definitely go watch this. I'm really pulling for MSK to, to take this tournament. Uh, they're really starting strong with these two guys. Yeah, we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, to me, this whole tournament seems like some kind of setup to break up Undisputed Era. You think so? That's, that's just kind of the vibe I get. I, I think we're going to see Adam Cole and Roderick Strong make it to the finals and lose, and one of them turns on the other. That's just kind of the vibe I'm starting to get. I could be there could be a complete miss on my part, but that's kind of the vibe that I'm getting. Yeah, but you've gotten that vibe a little bit with uh, Kyle O'Reilly going into the singles competition against Finn Balor. We've seen that. I really think that they'll make it to the finals. I think they're going to get, or the semifinals. I think they're going to get beat by the grizzled young veterans. Absolutely love their, their work. Uh, but I really think you, uh, we're going to see MSK really make a spell, splash here and really get close to those finals. If not are in the finals, uh, really dig in the team of Kurt Stallion and August Gray, two former great independent stars, August Gray being uh, AG, Anthony Green, formerly known. So, it's going to be interesting to see these, this tournament as it goes on in the coming weeks to see, see who really makes the splash because I think that's what they're looking for. They're looking for the next great tag team in NXT because they really need that right now because, like you said, sooner or later, Undisputed Era is going to be going up to the main roster and or break up, so they're going to need some new tag teams on that, uh, on that roster. Yeah, to me, you can never have too many tag teams, so – we both are in the same boat with tag team wrestling. I still don't understand Vince McMahon's hatred for it. Yeah. We haven't really, like I said, we, we, we talked about it before we started, but yeah. it's just ever since the heart foundation, that's pretty much where it ended. And even with the Hardy boys, the Dudleys and uh, edge and Christian, that really wasn't, I think that was more of a project of the, uh, the agents than it was McMahon because McMahon had other, he was wor more worried about rock and Austin and, all taker triple H, all those, the main, main eventers, uh, single wrestlers as it be, but we're going to see that. We're also going to see the, uh, dusty classic women's division. Don't know much too, too much about it. It's basically, they're going to be coming out uh, next week on, on NXT. It's a wait and see. I think it's too much at once. Uh, I think they should have just one did one. And then the other personally, uh, I think they're just trying to shove too much at us. That's just my, my opinion, though. Yeah, we'll have to see on that one. I don't, I don't know many straight-up women's tag teams that are out there. 
not not so, not not pure tag teams at least in the, on the main rosters there's a lot more of on independent circuit i think but not too much here in uh, wwe or nxt or even AEW. but we're going to go back up to the ring for the one the only mr rich paladino it is now time for rants and raves this day january 22nd in 1996, on Monday Nitro, Randy Savage defeated Ric Flair to win the WCW World Heavyweight title. We also saw Sting and Lex Luger defeat Harlem Heat to win the WCW Tag Team Championships. Was Savage better here in WCW? Obviously, he's a little bit more aged. Did you like uh, Savage here in WCW more than in WWF? No, I didn't not like Savage, but... Savage and Hogan and his face run in WCW never were right. They were mainstay WWF guys forever. They were the big two of, plus you had the Ultimate Warrior, Andre the Giant type things, but Hogan and Savage were the biggest part of WWF back in the 80s for the most part. Savage had a good run in WCW. I'm glad he still wrestled and didn't, hang up the boots in 94 kind of like what Vince McMahon wanted him to or what they say Savage wanted to do or but he wasn't better WCW as a whole was not very good at any of this time either either it got better and and this is in the age of Nitro so once WCW started Monday Nitro I think it it improved tremendously but it still wasn't as good as what I perceived WWF to be at that time even in the 94, 95, 96 time frame in WWF, which was bad. I think it took the NWO to, to shoot WCW in the lead in my books. But Savage was still good, but he wasn't anywhere near his greatness of the late 1980s. Yeah, because we saw, we saw Nitro debut in September of 95. This is January of 96. One. Well, this was they like did a flop, a flip flop with the belt. So yeah, the first Nitro, you know, Hogan was champion, and then he lost the title to Giant in that weird, stupid finish at Halloween Havoc. So they put the belt back on the line for everybody at World War Three. Savage won. He then proceeded to lose the belt to Flair at Star Starcade. Almost said Starcast Starcade, <laughs> and then. He beat Flair again for the belt here and then turned around and lost it a month later at Super Brawl or whatever the case may be. So they, they were kind of playing hot potato with the belt there for a few. So I don't think that really helped matters at all either. I, I think Savage should have held the belt from November straight through to at the earliest Super Brawl or something if that's where they want to put the belt on Flair. So I don't think Bischoff really knew what he wanted to do here, and I think this kind of shows that. And I also think they were trying to figure out what they had, too, because when, like I said, when they started in September of, this, of 95, the year previous, they didn't know who they, what they had. Obviously, they had Hogan in there. They had Flair in there. They had, you know, they had Sting. So it was – they knew those three guys. But you can't really ha <clears throat> excuse me, have that title on them all three of them they should have had a little bit more consistency had a long had it mean something because we're starting to see that transition here in 96 of 
potential you get we know we now we know but then it's like you have the nwo coming in in the summer what you know we're gonna have hogan with the title for a while well you had so you gotta have obviously with hogan there it kind of meant something but it kind of didn't because it was with the nwo i think it still meant i think it meant more when it was with the nwo with everybody chasing it and hogan holding it for as long as he did i was okay with that but if you're going to do stuff like that, that's when you got to really have elevate your your secondary titles. I never really felt outside of the the late 80s NWA, I never really felt like the United States Championship or the TV Championship really meant that much. So, I you know, it was a big deal back when Barry Windham held it and Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard were television champions and you know, you had Dusty Rhodes and Magnum TA wrestling for the television title and U.S. titles, and it really meant something. I, I kind of think in 95, when Sting won the tournament for the, the vacant U.S. title, it seemed like they were trying to make it mean something, but I just never really got there. You, you could have had some good feuds with Sting and Flair and anybody else to, to, to really elevate those titles when the world title was out, and they, I don't think they really did. Hopefully it'll be something to come in the near future that these promotions will start to really put these titles and on people and make them mean something, whatever promotion that you watch. So Dave, what's our, uh, our next topic? All right. If you know me, you know, I'm a huge fan of Finn Balor. I am not a fan of him being back on NXT in terms of, the number of people in the crowd that will get to see the greatness that is Finn Balor. But at least he's somewhere where he's going to be utilized properly. What's your take on Finn Balor being back in NXT and as their champion? And do you want to see the return of the demon? All right. So if you, I don't know if you can see over my, uh, my, well, your left, my right. I got a Finn Balor uh, figure over here in the black, black jacket, silver trunks. My son has the same one. Both him and I are big fans of Finn Balor going back to his early NXT days, obviously not then to the main roster. Uh, I tend to disagree with you as far as him being in NXT. I think this is the right thing to do. That's where he's going to get the better uh, competition compared to the main roster where he was more of, okay, he got lost in transition a little bit, I think. Uh, as far as the demon I don't think we're going to see it until we have some sort of concrete plans that there are going to be fans because that character that Finn plays, that is the demon only is good. If there's fans in the stands, you can't get that type of character over with the Thunderdome or whatever, or whatever you want to call it. The, the fans quote unquote, uh, that abide for competition to get in and watch it or whatever is a good idea. Yes, I get it, but I'm not a fan of it. I'm a fan of having people in the stands, in the arenas, similar to what AEW is doing now. Yes, they are workers. Yes, there are a, a splatter of fans here and there, but we're not going to see the demon anytime soon unless they get fans in the stands. We're not going to see fans at Royal Rumble, I guarantee you that. And they came out and said that. 
No, there won't be. I don't think we'll have fans at WrestleMania. Not I, in any, I, any kind of big capacity. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. I because that's in. It's gonna. It's in Tampa again, right? It's at the football. Uh, Raymond James, right? I don't know for sure where the hell it's going to be. It's not going to be in California. No, I know. I like think they said they're. Go- I think they said they're going back to Tampa. But we're, it's we're, not going to be a full capacity anything. I understand that, but I think so it, I don't see how they hold it at Raymond James. Uh, Why? Well, it's anywhere. It's going to be right where they're doing right now with the Thunderdome. Yeah, but the problem you're going to run into with that though is because it's going to be baseball season. That's a problem. I've always when they went to that when they went to that's uh, that's spring training. The, the Rays aren't going to be there for spring training. They're down south. Oh, it's end of March. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. I'm thinking it's I'm thinking it's in April. It's in it's in end of March. Even even April. I think they start like April, oh, but they may play. They can work around it. But anyways, yeah. with the Finn Balor, with the Demon, I absolutely love everything that Finn Balor does. You go back and watch his stuff when he was in ICW and when he was in progress, when he was overseas, when he was home over in in the UK and Ireland. And that scene out there is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, but I absolutely love what Finn Balor is doing now in NXT. He's bringing relevance back to the NXT championship. We're going to see him. We've seen him knock out, drag out fights with Kyle O'Reilly, two of the guys that, two of the better workers in the business. I'm not saying just in NXT. I'm not saying in WWE. I'm saying in the wrestling business, two of the best workers. I, I would have liked to have seen the Finn Balor heel turn actually be a heel turn as he's no longer like a heel. So, but I, I just think as far as heel and face, I don't think there's a definite – anybody can argue, okay, well, MGF, Baron Corbin, so-and-so, Roman Reigns is a full-fledged heel. Great, fine. I don't think we're – we're not going to have – it's not going like, to be like the 80s and the early 90s. When you're but you get back to his days as Prince Devitt when he was in the Bullet Club. That was a bad dude. Well, right, but you're not going to And NXT, NXT missed the boat on that. They could have had, had Prince Devitt part two, but who and they pissed it away. Though? Who are you going to put with them that though? That's a problem. You have the undisputed area. You can't have all the, it's a smaller roster. You can't have all these factions. You, you don't have to, you one. don't have to have a bullet club. You just have Prince Devitt. You could have given him a big bodyguard type, like what he had in Japan that he runs with and be done with it. He could have run through the Keith Lee's, the Damien or what's his, uh, the Archer. Damien priest, Damien priest. He could have run through those guys. You know, you could have fed him Velveteen Dream. I mean, we still don't know what his status is with everything, but, I mean, you could have had him destroy these big faces of the company the way he went through some of the people in Japan, and they really missed the boat on that. Time will tell, man. I, I will say I, I I am here to see what they do with Finn Balor because I don't, I, I don't want to see him put up to the main roster. I think he's going to get lost again. I don't want that either, but. I want him in front of 80,000 people at WrestleManias and stuff because he fucking deserves it. No, I no, but that's what I'm saying. I think we're not going to see the demon until we have any amount of fans is going to work because you're still going to get that pop regardless. But so our next topic is going to be, we, we touched on this the last couple of weeks, our celebrity hall passes. We went back and forth off recording with this. We have very different opinions on this. Dave, I want to get your opinion. What is your celebrity hall pass? Well, I mean, a hall pass would be what my wife says that I can nail without getting in trouble. And right. the only one, the only one she's ever told me that that could happen was Taylor Swift. 
because I used to have a little thing for Taylor Swift. But I mean, in terms of like top celebrity crushes or something. I mean, as as we talked last week off air, one of the hottest celebrities out there, I think, are Charlize Theron. I don't understand your disdain for her because that woman is good God almighty fine. See, this is my thought process behind it. And I'll say this now on recording. So there's actually documentation on this because before it was just between you and I offline, but I'm not saying I have disdain for, I just think they're air better. My taste is a little bit different. <laughs> we'll put it that way. I you, I you find someone better at her age and then come talk to me. I, I'm not discre- I'm not discrediting yeah. that. I, I'm not, I just she doesn't do it for me. She doesn't. I don't know what it is. I'm not saying she's not attractive. She very she very much so is. But I'm more of a and I'm sure you can tweet at me at underscore ringside rant and give me heat at for this, but I'm more of an Anna Kendrick fan. I really am. I don't I know like what... Anna Kendrick's cute. I like Anna Kendrick. She, I like, but she's no Charlize Theron. Get out of here. But it's you're fired. Orange. You're it's fired. Not... I'm, I'm fine. Fine. Fired from my own show. <laughs> That's it. I'm out of here. I'll take out the earbuds. I'll, 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 I'll end the recording right now. She's the kind of girl woman that you can sit there on a Sunday or Saturday afternoon, watch football with, and she'll, she'll, pop a beer with you and have a beer with you or pop with you or whatever the case may be. And at the same time, you can go out to a lavish dinner at a steakhouse or an Italian place, dress up and go out on the town and all that stuff. But I, in terms of looks, you know, I, I think Carrie Underwood's really hot, but, see that, see that but was, to me, she seems like she'd be kind of boring. See, that was, that's what I was going with originally. Mine's changed that she was Carrie Underwood was my celebrity hall pass for the longest time because my wife and I saw her live here in, in Buffalo and she puts on a hell of a performance. I'll give her that. Yeah, My wife and I went and saw her and my whole thing with Carrie Underwood is, is just, I think I'd get old and you get old quick. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's it's like the old saying, you want a lady on the streets, but a freak in the sheets. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if you're getting that. <laughs> but, but, and I think, and I'm, I know I'm going to hear for this from a certain person, but I think Taylor Swift has gotten to that for me. Uh, Taylor Swift, man, she'd write an awesome breakup story with me. It'd be just freaking phenomenal. Yeah, but the, yeah, but the problem is you're not going to get any money off of that. She's going to make millions off that record or that single. I don't give a shit. I'd be like, yeah, that's from me. Yeah, but, but the thing is, unless they say your name or something, she's going to say your name or something. It's Trust gonna... me, we'd, we'd be in the tabloids. She'd be like, Who's Taylor Swift with that chubby ball dude right there? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> no, just <laughs> she, she she married down a little bit. She she she's going out with somebody. She stepped down the rung of the ladder a little Shit. bit. That's what they call me the the plus sized model. It's David Kyle, the plus sized model. <laughs> That's gonna be a shirt, man. I gotta figure something out. That's gonna be a shirt. Uh, that was my old that was my old Twitter handle. The plus really? size model, yeah. That was before Dave in the QC. Yeah, that that Twitter got sent to Chile forever. Got in trouble. Had to start a whole new one. Oh, jeez, that'll be a, that, that'll be a topic for a different day. But yeah, I just it's one of those conversations we always have, and you can only it's always going to potentially change. I just 
whenever it, what was that commercial she had a commercial during oh it was a waiver um frito-lays commercial that kendrick was on and it was just the fact that you just see different fact or facets of her where like i said you, you had dress her up nice in the red dress high heels but you could also go out and you know cut down a christmas tree or something with flannels boots and jeans on and still and still be hot that's how that's that's how that's what you marry you got to marry a girl like that though yeah so that's that's how i view my wife i think my wife's a smoke show and i think she's a smoke show from the time she wakes up in the morning with no makeup on and her hair all wild all throughout the day no matter where we go to the end of the night you know it's it's great is she on the other side she's a lucky woman to have me is she on the other side of the camera now, or is she listening? Or uh, her ass ain't even home right now. So, <laughs> I, I I figured you know I know Super Dave does that same thing when he's on Sanders Bears. Is when his wife is in the room, he always talks very highly of her, and then it's like, okay, yeah. it's all off, off, off camera. Now, my wife is my best friend. So, and and what's funny is, is the conversation that you and I are having right here, right now. I'll have that same conversation with my wife. She don't give a shit. I'll try to have it with my wife, and she'll just shake her head and walk away. So. It is what it is. <laughs> All right, my man, what's up next? Do you think WWE is missing something when it comes to Kevin Owens? He was one of the most popular superstars during his feud with Shane McMahon. Where did they drop the ball? Well, as we're recording right now on Saturday, for those of you that hasn't, haven't, didn't watch SmackDown last week, we saw Kevin Owens be the surprise, quote-unquote, replacement for Adam Pierce for Royal Rumble against Roman Reigns in a last man standing match. Cliff notes of that episode, if you didn't see it, is basically Adam Pierce came out. We did the whole contract thing. Roman signed, Adam signed. And then as Adam Pierce was walking up the ramp, he started to limp on his right leg and blah, 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 blah. Got on the microphone said, Oh, well, my 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 leg is my re-aggravating the injuries. I know how you how it is with you, Roman. So he basically said that, I don't know if I'm going to be ready for Royal Rumble. And he's like, as, as everybody knows, anything can happen in professional wrestling and it's card subject to change. So with that being said, here is my suitable replacement. Ergo's goes, Kevin Owens music hits, comes out, clicks the pen, signs a contract. We're going to see Royal, or at Royal Rumble, we're going to see Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens in last man standing match. I think they're starting to realize what they have in Kevin Owens. I don't know why it's taking this long. We started to see them do that with Sami Zayn, that they finally figured out what they had in Sami Zayn. And we're starting to see him being, being thrusted into the IC title contention with, with Big E and Apollo and with KO. I just think that they had so much going on after his whole feud with Shane that they didn't know what to do with him. I don't know why. I mean, how do you not know what to do with him? He was exactly. red freaking hot. And that's just somewhere else where they dropped the ball. And it's like, what the hell are you guys doing? Well, KO it, was, I mean, he was on fire and they couldn't do shit with him. Well, I think they you put KO in the same same. Conversation as a Sami Zayn with a Shinsuke Nakamura. See, I, don't see, I don't see Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn bores the shit out of me. I, I think he what he can't 
do for you in ring or on the microphone, he makes up in the other faction. If he doesn't do anything for you on the microphone, he makes up for it in the ring. If he doesn't do it for you in the ring, he makes up for it on the microphone. He didn't do it for me either way. I think he sucks, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, yeah. No, I know I, I mean, get that. I, I've been wrong before, but <laughs> no. Sami Zayn doesn't do it for me. Shinsuke Nakamura is money, and the fact that WWE pissed that away is something else that just blows my mind. Well, we saw that but come back. Sami Zayn does absolutely zero for me. Well, we saw Shinsuke bring back his old music last night. Uh, the Rising Sun, I believe it was called. I can't, I'm sure I'm butchering it and I can't remember. It is. But, but we saw him bring back his old music last night, hence going back to face and going away from Cesaro, which I think that's what they need. They really do need that. We saw a banger of a match with Cesaro and uh, Daniel Bryan. I think they're starting to finally see the writing on the walls that these guys, these older ROH at, uh, alums are going to be the future of this company. However old they may be, it doesn't make any difference. We're still starting to see Brian do a lot more stuff. We're starting to see KO do a lot more stuff as far as move sets, putting their body on the line. And Kevin Owens is legitimately one of the nicest guys. You see it online. You see him with his family. He's a totally different dude. Uh, I think we're going to see if he's going to win the title, he's going to do it at Royal Rumble. Yeah, I would say if he if he wins it, it's got to be at Rumble. But but I, I mean, but I, just if you look at where he was a year and a half ago to where he is now, it's like what the hell happened? They they were talking, they were starting to compare him to, you know, having Stone Cold Steve Austin type promos and stuff with his whole feud with Shane McMahon. Oh yeah, and then he just they just completely dropped the ball. But even his stuff with with Jericho before for a when he went to AEW. His stuff with Jericho is phenomenal. When push comes to shove, I will put my money on Kevin Owens any day of the week and maybe twice on Sundays. But, but you hear, but see, it's so bad. Like you hear the reports out there that WWE is bringing up Damian Priest and they're going to team him with Kevin Owens. Thank God Kevin Owens shut that shit down because what the hell are they bringing Priest up to team him with Owens for? Why are they going to put him tag? Why would he tag? Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, who the hell's thinking this shit up? Yeah. It's, it's like bringing Karrion Cross up and tagging him with, uh, you know, with anybody. When they're so good with, with, as their own, it's like, what the hell are you doing? My opinion, and I'm sure we'll get into it once we get close to our Royal Rumble time, is we're gonna, I really think we're going to see Kevin Owens walk away with the title at, uh, at Royal Rumble. I hope so. What is our uh, final final topic? I want to get back to where we were last on last week's episode, but go the the spin that I kind of was putting it in. Wrestling wise, what is your biggest what if moment? Not right. deaths or injuries. Let's talk wrestling. So, I thought about this since we since last week's episode, and I came up with. A few, but the one that I'm going to say right now is I talked about it on another show that I was on. Uh, we did uh, kind of a what if kind of topic show. What if Bruiser Brody wasn't killed in Puerto Rico? My thought process behind that is he was legitimately one of the badass MFers in the ring. Totally different outside the ring, obviously, but we saw that in dark side of the ring. What if Bruiser Brody wasn't killed in Puerto Rico? He ran that territory, came over to the WWF because Bruiser Brody, 
was, in my opinion, a Vince McMahon guy. A big, burly guy that could beat the crap out of you. You want to know what if would have happened? Yeah. They'd have brought him over, and he'd have lost to the leg drop. But, That's what if. But he could have drawn money with Hogan. Vince never would have yeah. put him over Hogan. Well, no, no. I, I'm not saying that he would have gotten put over, but if you put him against Hogan as a full-fledged heel and you build that long-term, dude, he, he'd be retired now. He would be living a, the fast, fanciest life because he'd be rolling in the money. He'd be, uh, he'd have been in the Heenan family. Oh, without, oh yeah, no doubt about that. He and he'd have been fed to Hogan. We, if he didn't die, like I said, pass away and was murdered in Puerto Rico, I think this is a bold prediction here, and I don't know if you'll agree with it, but I think we would have seen Bruiser Brody and Hogan at three. WrestleMania three. Nah. You don't think so? Nah. That wouldn't have been a bigger matchup than Hogan and Andre. Even at Andre's state. Just the name Andre the Giant. As a kid, I you know I was born in eighty one. WrestleMania three was eighty seven. Yeah, I was three in eighty seven. So I was five then, technically, and still growing up. And and even to little me, which WWF was, you know, their product was aimed at younger children. Andre the Giant was this menacing figure of a man. That oh my god, it's Andre the Giant. See, I, I more so remember WrestleMania four and that build up with Hogan and Andre. Oh, with oh, it was that was the one that was at in the uh, tournament. Tournament, yeah, yeah, Trump. At Trump. So, I still don't think it would have been Brody Hogan at three, just because I think the money was in Hogan Andre. Well, that makes sense. But would you you think we would have seen him at uh, at four then? It could have been at four. I mean, but that's they were pivoting away to do something different. You know, yeah, I just hate that. As much as I'm the world's biggest Hulkamaniac, I hate that all of his finishes in those time frames were all screw job bullshit. Yeah, but like that, I, I, I would have loved to have seen was. to me, WrestleMania four would have been better if they didn't do the stupid championship tournament. If Hogan lost to Andre in their screw about way, that's fine. I think they should have let Andre sell the belt to the million dollar man and let the million dollar man have his run and lose the title at WrestleMania to Macho Man Randy Savage. DiBiase, you mean lose it? What I say? No, but you don't, I'm just I'm just I'm just making sure that I heard it right. Basically, yeah. DiBiase should have bought DiBiase should have bought the belt okay. from Andre. It should have been a legitimate championship, and then he should have lost his title to Macho Man at WrestleMania. So he lost to Macho Man anyway in the championship. He, he should have just lost it. it. He should have just lost it in a legit match then. Yeah, I know that makes sense then. And I, you could I, have had your Hogan-Brody match or something like that in the undercard. Either like in the semi-main event or something. Yeah. Just, yeah. Instead no. of another Hogan-Andre. Yeah, but I just think that was, that's was that been my biggest thing in, in as far as in wrestling. And I've been thinking about that back and forth all week. And I'm like, okay, what if that – what if that would have happened? Because we, we would have seen the business would have been totally different if that would have happened. Well, then but you start getting around 89, 90, then he's just going to get fed to the ultimate warrior. So it had been another quick win for the warrior and it would have all been shit. Yeah, but who knows? At this point, being hindsight, I don't think, 
I think we would have seen that, but I wouldn't have. I was never a big Warrior fan. No, I, I think as, as a kid, you and I both were basically, we're about the same age anyways. There's a couple years difference, but Warrior was just that flash, a big music, big face paint, tassels kind of guy and really didn't, as other people have said, then the bell had to ring. <laughs> so, you know, six minutes, six minutes later or six seconds later, excuse me, it was, it was done. So yeah, he couldn't wrestle a lick. He sucked. Hell of a transition, Dave, but we'll go back up to the ring to Mr. Rich Palladino. The following contest is scheduled for 10 minutes and revolves around you. It's listener questions. TJ Stevens here. Love the show, guys. Just wanted to ask you, who's your early picks this year to win the Royal Rumble? And more importantly, what is the main storyline in your eyes going to be as we head into WrestleMania? Thanks for answering my question and taking the time. Thanks to TJ Stevens for that great question. Dave, as we heard, he wants to know who we have winning the Royal Rumble this year as well as what's the headline going to be going into WrestleMania? I'm not really sure. This is one of those weird times where if crowds were there, I think we'd all know what we were expecting. But since they're, you know, they've kind of, it's been out there that they're going to pivot from rock and reigns as to what they wanted to do. I I think that's what we would have originally have gotten. I think rock would have been a, a surprise entrance into the rumble and won it. And then he would have challenged Reigns. And now with that being not going to happen, I'm not really sure. I, I think if if they go the, the route of Goldberg defeating Drew McIntyre, I, I would have to think that The Fiend maybe wins Royal Rumble. He makes his return, wins the Rumble, and avenges his loss to Goldberg at WrestleMania. So you're gonna, you think you're, we're, st- we're going to see Goldberg defeat... Uh... Drew, then? Wouldn't surprise me. Because I know, I don't know, with, with Drew having, uh, came coming down, he's a- asymptomatic, but having him coming down with the virus. From all reports I've read, he's going to be ready to go for Royal Rumble. He's going to be, okay. Well, anyway, I think, and you, we've talked about this before. I am not a Goldberg fan. I was back in 96, obviously, because that's when he was hot. But now it's like uh, enough is enough. I don't want to see it. Nobody wants to see it. No, I I've, I was never a Goldberg fan. He did a couple cool moves here and there. But other than that, he's another ultimate warrior. What are you going to see going into WrestleMania then? And I'll get into my stuff. Do you think we're still going to see you know one of those, the big buildups? To a hell of a match, or do you think it's going to be pretty much? I think the, the the wrestling match itself will be on the SmackDown brand. Whoever they get, I mean, I guess we could get thrown a Brock Lesnar in there. Maybe Lesnar comes in as a surprise entrance, and he faces Reigns, and it's kind of swapped. Lesnar is a face now; Reigns is a heel. That could be. But I, I kind of get the feeling that WWE is saving Lesnar for something else. But maybe with the ratings being the way they are, they pull the trigger to bring him back. Yeah, that makes sense, though. Maybe, I just, maybe a Ronda Rousey comes back and she wins the Rumble for the women. 
some kind of surprise type type and go stuff. against go against Sasha or something. Yeah, that wouldn't mind different. that. Yeah, I because I know I've seen spatters online that uh, that Rousey is training again with her husband. Who who knows? Maybe that's something that we're going to see one of those surprise entrance but it goes to the whole adage of uh, there's no fans you want to get that pop you go back and watch a lot of these things on youtube or on the network you know 2011 we had diesel come back in 08 we had cena come back at number 30 at the garden you had the edge entrance last year you had the aj entrance a few years ago with at uh he was like number two right or something i think he was there in there with Roman or something. But I think this year's Royal Rumble is going to be totally different, obviously, for obvious reasons. They have to figure out between now and the, I think it's the end of the month, how to, how to get these fans in there. NFL's figured it out as we saw at uh, last couple yeah, of but weeks at the Bills game. The amount of fans that they're getting in there, that didn't make that big of a difference. I mean, you, it's you one thing, think- yes, if you have 15,000 fans in a 15,000-seat arena, it's one thing. If you have 15,000 fans in an 80,000-seat place, you might as well have no fans there. You can't hear shit anyway. But that's where they come in and say, hey, we're going to run a smaller arena. We're going to run – we're supposed to run Raymond James Stadium, Tampa Bay Bucks home field, home stadium. Let's go run the hockey arena. Let's go run one of these smaller venues and put you know, that seat's – Six, seven thousand. Well, they see that hockey arena seats twenty. It does. No, oh, yeah. But but you know, but you know, a smaller arena compared to one of these bigger football stadiums. Yeah, but even then, though, you put in, you put in five thousand people in a twenty thousand seat arena, it still doesn't amount to shit. But I think at this point, I don't know how Florida is as far as the amount of people that they can have. If it's twenty five percent, fifty percent, twenty percent, whatever. I know. Well, I mean, the Super Bowl is going to put in like twenty thousand people. And where, where Super Bowl is where this year? In Tampa. It, oh, it is in Tampa. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that's Tampa. Maybe that's Tampa what I was got thinking. Tampa got royally fucked this last so? year. Really? Losing WrestleMania. Oh, and no Super crowds. Bowl. Losing Super Bowl. And I mean, they had to bid for both. Yeah. They've been screwed. So yeah. I really hope that WWF, WWE, and the NFL really compensate them and give them something back damn near immediately because they deserve it because they've been absolutely bent over and taken it with this yeah, because that's, they, they, when you bid for those those are like years in advance right yeah if this if you if anybody can get anything good from this whole situation with the virus of covid19 spreading all over the world each wrestling promotion can learn from one another each sporting league can learn from one another on how how to do certain things and i think we're going to start seeing that come wrestlemania i really you're do. seeing you're, you're, they're getting fans in florida at sporting events but there's not many yeah i watch florida state basketball game there's fans in the crowd but they're so sporadically placed that it's not a big deal same with the football there's people at the bucks games you know there's gonna be people at the super bowl but like they said they're gonna they're giving away a lot of tickets to the super bowl to nurses and first responders and stuff that have the vaccine that's the people, and then obviously your mega wealthy owners and celebrities and stuff, they'll get tickets. But, I mean, the city of Tampa's really taken one on the nose this year, losing WrestleMania and Super Bowl within within a, a calendar year yeah, date-wise of each other. 
Yeah, pretty much. So last April and this February, I mean, they're hurting for that. That's terrible. Say they do it. Uh, my, we'll get back on topic a little bit. We went off in the weeds, but I really think we're going to see if this is the year to see that unconventional person win the Royal Rumble. It's going to be this year because they don't have the fans there. They can, and they may not necessarily get that. Pop, I, but I'm okay with it. Just don't do some bullshit like they did with the Money in the Bank. Yeah, I, that, I that th- was pointless. I, I, I and I like Otis. I liked where they were going. I would have liked if they kept it on Otis and he, you know, had like he said, maybe I'll use it for a tag team title shot. It doesn't have to be, you know, something like that. It would have been different. But, but I, I think we're going to see somebody like a, a uh, like a Cesaro. Or Daniel Bryan win the Rumble because we're going to start, <clears throat> excuse me, we see that push. I don't think we're going to see Reigns retain at Royal Rumble. I really don't. I think KO is going to beat him and we're going to see an actual hell of a knockout, dragout match at WrestleMania between. Well, I hope they don't have two title squash matches this year like they did last year because they had Goldberg and Braun Strowman and they had Brock and Drew McIntyre yeah. and neither match lasted more than two minutes. But I think they're going to learn. I really do. We're starting to see that transition, man. We're starting to see that, Dan- like I said, that Daniel Bryan Cesaro match last night. We saw this whole KO thing with Roman. I like that feud. Not a lot of people do, but I like that KO and Roman feud. But if they're going to do it the way I would do it, if I was in their shoes, is I would go Roman losing to KO at Rumble. KO taking the title and going against, like I said, going against a, uh, Cesaro or going against a. Daniel Bryan somewhere that asked Shinsuke, anybody of those guys. But I think, like you said, I agree. I'm going to agree with you as far as I think we're going to see a uh, uh, SmackDown main event with the Royal Rumble, but I just don't think we're going to see Roman Reigns taking it in there. Another possibility to Dave is we could see another uh, run with, uh, with Seth Rollins. You know, he's coming back after having his baby with Becky and he's going to need, he didn't, He's that type of wrestler that doesn't need a championship to really get over because he's over regardless. But I think we're going to see him start making a splash too. And that was one of my that was one of my could bes with Seth Rollins. Like if you see a KO win, they could have a rematch from last year's WrestleMania. Those two, but and those two are the same guys. I really dug that type of rest that ask of wrestler with those older ROH talents that are making those splashes in the company. KO, Sammy, um, Seth. All those guys, Cesaro, who knows? Another bold prediction, too. I can see them having uh, – what's his name? Crap, I forgot his name now. Uh, he was in NXT for a while. He's a oh, – crap, I forgot his name. Oh, darn it. Uh, what does he look like? Hmm? What does he look like? He was on – he was he did a bunch of matches with Aleister Black in uh in japan or in uh in the uk oh crap what is his name i can't remember he just had a oh cassius ono have him come back did he released him bring him back you know as a surprise entrant he's gonna win i know he ain't gonna win but who knows as a surprise entrant (laughs) i want to thank tj stevens go follow him on on the uh, twitter gimmick there i gotta boot this up again i believe it's at t stevens 91 let me look at this because it's going to kill At T. Stevens 91. At T. Stevens 91. There you go. So go give him a follow. Great follow. 
Dave, it's time for the main event. I know you have a lot to say. You always do have a lot to say. So why not take the next uh, five minutes here to uh, <laughs> to do that? I don't even need five minutes. This is going to be a squash match this week. Oh, great. Yay. <laughs> this is episode number three of the new Ringside Rant with RJ and Dave. We want your guys' feedback. We, we've talked about this at the beginning of the show. This is something that we've done every week. Talked to Efren numerous times. Hoop, Joe, Coach, anybody that, that wants to talk, we talk. We want to get your feedback. Want to know what you guys think of the new format, how we're doing. Any things you'd like to see changed, maybe tweaked a little bit, omitted, added, whatever the case may be. Let us know. We're all ears for you guys. We want to make sure that we're putting out the best best podcast that we can. You know, this is still very new to me. I'm just starting to get a little bit wet behind the ears now. And I want to make sure that I'm putting out something that you guys find entertaining and that you keep listening. So if you guys can give us feedback, please do. You can always get RJ over at underscore ringside rant. You can hit me up on Twitter at Dave in the QC. If there's something you want to say, something you want to get off your chest, want to tell us we're doing a good job, want to tell us we absolutely suck, we want to hear that. Please let us know. Yeah, we definitely appreciate that. Uh, I know I'm happy that Dave brought that up and we can easily transition into the closing segment. But yeah, we've gotten a lot of good feedback, some constructive criticism. Any feedback at this point is definitely gratefully, wonderfully accepted. You can hit us up, like Dave said, on Twitter there. We've had a lot of great support, Coach being one of them. I know he DM'd us on uh, yesterday and said, hey, we didn't – I thought I heard a shout-out there, but it wasn't. I'm like, dude, we just gave you a shout-out for take, getting one of those shirts and supporting us, so we appreciate that. Guys, head over yeah, to – Yeah, Coach, get on it. Yeah, come Listen on, man. Listen to the damn show, Coach. I know. He, he's all – he's oh, he uses – hey, he's not coaching anymore, yeah, anymore, so he's get, using that as an excuse. <laughs> but – Hit us up at uh, ringsiderant.wolfwarparel.com to get that great shirt that Coach uh, got uh, from there. Our faces on his chest. Uh, absolutely phenomenal. He's sporting, supporting us and sporting that. Guys, like, I, like Dave said, we're here to do the best show we can. Let us know, good, bad, indifferent. You want to say, hey, you want to shout us out, that's absolutely phenomenal. We appreciate you, Liz, taking the time really to listen to us bicker back and forth, talk about uh, what we love being professional wrestling, being football, pop culture, all that good stuff. Let us know what stuff you want to hear. We do the prep every week of stuff that we want to talk about. We do the research. We do all that good stuff. If there's something that you want us to talk about, get our opinions on, let us know. If you want to be a part of the listeners portion of, of the show, DM one of us, send us your audio, like, just like TJ did, like Casio did last week. We'd love to have you. Absolutely love to have you on the show. You guys support us. We want to give back to you. Uh, go over, like I said, and Dave said, follow us on Twitter at underscore ringside rant with me. Follow him at Dave in the QC on Instagram at underscore ringside rant. Go over, subscribe on all your major podcasting platforms. Whatever way you listen, we're on it. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, 
We're also on full press coverage each and every Saturday as you're recording right now. It's coming out. Fullpresscoverage.com. Download the app onto your iOS or Android phone. It'll be right there. Another way for you to listen to us. Uh, absolutely appreciate each and every one of you listening this week. Uh, Dave, you got anything else going this week? Nope, I'm good. Guys. Go Buccaneers. As, oh, you knew where I was going with that, man. You knew where I was going. You know, for this point, I'll say go Buccaneers because that was my pick for the Super Bowl in the NFC. But everybody, go Bills. Hopefully this time next week as you're listening to this, the Bills are going to be going to the AFC Championship game after beating Baltimore. Hopefully a home AFC Championship game as the Browns will upset the Chiefs. I think that will be a conversation for another day. But with that being said, thank you each and every one of you for joining us right here in Ranters Nation.